He's a good God. He's been good to me. And I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to know Him. So good to see all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord today. And uh, so glad that all of you are here. I'm sorry I did not have all of your names, so I'm going to refrain from calling uh, the ones that I know. And uh, we just want you to know that we are extremely glad that you've come to be with us in First Pentecostal Church in Sealsby today. Lord bless you for being here. And uh, we're looking for God to do something great for us. Uh, along with Brother Cooper, we want to remind you of the Golden Eagles. Uh, we'll be soaring August the 22nd, Saturday. There's a sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk. You need to sign up on that today where they'll be able to make reservations at the restaurant going to Catfish Cabin in Lumberton. So remember that. The Golden Eagles will be soaring August the 22nd. And uh, we want to remember to pray for those who are sick and not able to be in the house of the Lord today. Let's pray for all of those who are traveling and uh, on vacation that the Lord will keep them safe and bring them back home. Along with Brother Cooper, so good to see Sister Beverly back here uh, today. And uh, we want to remember to pray for Sister McKinney, Teacher Jan McKinney. And I ask the Lord to touch her. She called this morning and is sick, unable to be in the house of God. Also, the Massengales, let's keep praying for them. Ask the Lord to give them a touch from God. We know a God that is a miracle worker, a God uh, that is powerful, a God that is victorious. <clears throat> I'm glad that I'm not serving a dead God. Amen. I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. And I want to tell you today, if you're in this house and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, there's no better time than the present to do so. To go down in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ and have all your sins washed away. If you never repented, it's a good time to repent. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, it's a great time to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. You know, in the world that we live in today, there's a lot of people who say that the Holy Ghost is not for us today, and uh, it's not for the church today. It was good for the apostles. It was good for those in biblical times. Uh, I, I don't really know where they come up with that theory or that opinion, and uh, that tongues is not for us today. And uh, they say, well, the Scripture says that these will cease. It also says that knowledge will cease. As long as we have knowledge, we have need for the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have need for speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives the utterance. Amen. So these things have not ceased in the church. And I'm glad that I have experienced these things. Amen. We we'll want to uh, remind you, uh, we've had a, a little problem with our evangelist that was supposed to be here in September, and uh, he is running behind on schedule, and uh, we don't know how that's going to work out for us, uh, but it looks like that we will not be here in September, and uh, but we do have scheduled for October uh, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. I want you to mark this on your calendar. I do ask everyone to please try your best to be present for this. We're going to set up a tent, and we're going to have an old-timey tent meeting. And uh, we're going to just have a great time in the Lord. And uh, Brother Marks will be here with us preaching those services the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of October. So I ask you men and women... If uh, you're scheduled to work those days, I know you have floaters, and I know that you can make a way to do things that you really want to do. Really make this priority on your list. And uh, we're going to have a great time, and I'm expecting the Lord to do great things for us. And uh, there is no telling what God is going to do for us, so let's be faithful to the house of God. Let's be in prayer that um, that God will visit with us. And uh, possibly, if if all will work out, that that the Lord would just let the Holy Ghost fall in such a great way that Brother Marks won't even be able to leave. That we could keep him here for revival for a while. 
And uh, if God's will, God will send us someone for uh, next month. And uh, I want the right man, the right time, and God's time is always the right time and the good time. So let's just be in prayer for that, as Brother Duplessis has already taught this morning about the power of prayer, what prayer will do for us. So let's be in prayer for this need and ask God to work for us in a great way. I want to remind you next Sunday, next Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday, Brother Houston Betts will be with us. This is uh, Brother Rodney Betts that we was in a revival with. It's his son. So he'll be here with us uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. So uh, we are gearing next week for the young people. They're going back to school. And uh, so we're having something scheduled for them every day of the week of the 22nd through the 28th. So uh, <clears throat> that will be... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then Friday, the 28th, is a youth rally at Brother Jackson's, um, and uh, remember that. Also, next Friday, the 21st, is a youth rally at Burr Ferry, so there's always plenty of things to do, and September the 4th and the 5th, we'll be taking the bus to Stuttgart, Arkansas, there's a youth rally there. And uh, so there's a lot of things for us to do and a lot of activities for us to get involved in. So remember those announcements. Let's believe in God. Let's be believing God for a great move of the Holy Ghost and God to do something great for us. So thankful for what God is doing. And I'm thankful for what God is doing in Brother Josh's life. Amen. We baptized him in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ here Wednesday night for the remission of his sins. And uh, we're just expecting God to do great things. So you never know what you miss when you miss Wednesday night church. It's always important to be here for Wednesday night church. Brother uh, Trey preached for us Wednesday night, done a wonderful job. I want to thank the church. We took up a special offering for them. And I want to thank you for giving as unto the Lord. We were able to take up, I think it was uh, $1,549 for the work there in Galveston. So thank you. Thank you for giving unto the Lord, and the Lord may richly bless you. That was on a Wednesday night. That's a pretty good offering for Wednesday night. And uh, I'm looking for God to do something great over in Galveston. I got another call. Uh, Somebody is uh, moving over to Galveston for a time, and they were needing a church got a call this morning, so it just builds my faith that God's going to do something great for us. I want to talk to you for a little while this morning about faith in God, and um, I, I, just, I just want to, uh, I, I'm going to do something a little bit different in reading my text. I've got a lengthy reading this morning. If you want to turn to Mark chapter number 9, I'm going to let you remain seated and I'm going to go ahead and start preaching at this time. So <clears throat> this can go against my time now. So I want to talk to you about faith with a face. Faith with a face. Faith is something that is very important. I, I read a story one time. I would like to share it with you. And I had this in some of my old notes, so I know I've shared this story with you before, but you have probably forgotten this story. Um, But there was a young man uh, that was attending school over in Edinburgh, and uh, the teacher was asking before prayer meeting for prayer requests. And uh, as the teacher was asking for prayer requests, The young man lifted his hands and he said, I have a special need. And the teacher asked, said, what is that need, young man? He said, I have an older sister who has never read the Bible. And I would like us to pray today uh, for my sister that she would read the Bible. The teacher replied, said, why, Johnny, would you want your sister to read the Bible. He said, well, I know, I know if my sister would ever read the Bible, she would be a believer in the Bible, 
and in God's Word and believe God, and she would be saved. And so the teacher said, okay, Johnny, we're going to pray for that need. So he finished taking the request. Uh, about the time he finished the request, he said, okay, it's time for us all to pray. So they all began to pray. The teacher caught something out of the corner of his eye when they started to pray. And uh, he looked and it was Johnny headed out the back door. So the next day at school, the teacher questioned Johnny and he said, Johnny, don't you think it was rude of you that you requested prayer for your sister and about the time we all started praying, you let, you got up and disrupted the prayer and left the classroom. He said, well, I apologize for that teacher. I did not mean to disrupt the class. I did not mean to be rude. He said, but I just wanted to go home and see my sister reading the Bible for the very first time. That's faith. Amen. That's believing that when you ask God for something, God is going to do it. And God is not only able, now we all believe that God is able, but do we have that type of faith to put a face with the faith? We pray in general. We pray, uh, God, do this, and God, do that, and God, uh, work in this situation. Just uh, this morning we were having prayer over at the faithful men in the gym. And when we got through praying, Brother Allen said, I have a praise report. So Brother Allen was sharing with us his praise report of a lady who does not have a lot of faith and belief in God. But she was telling him about uh, where they thought that she had a spot or something on uh, a part of her body that could be cancerous, I guess. And, and so she was sharing this with him. And he said, well, do you mind if we pray for you at church. He said, well, kind of reluctantly, yeah, I guess, whatever. And so um, a few days later, if I get my stories correct, a few days later, uh, she flagged him down and stopped him and said, i got to tell you what happened to me. He said, when they went back and took more x-rays or looked at it closer, they could not find anything there. God is a miracle worker. Amen. God is a miracle worker. We all believe that God is able. How many believe God can do anything? Amen. I believe that God can do anything. But when it comes down to believing that God will do it for me, When you believe, do you believe that God will personally do it for you? We've seen God do it for other people. We've heard of God doing it for other people. We, we've, uh, we have seen and heard the testimonies, but do we believe that God is able to do it for us? I want to read to you from Mark chapter number nine, beginning at verse number nineteen. He answered and said, and answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Now, when you look at this story, this was a man that had a son who was possessed by spirits. And, uh, his disciples had, he had brought him to his disciples and his disciples were unable to cast the spirits out of him, so he brought him to Jesus. Jesus said, oh faithless generation, bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, Jesus asked his father, how long is it ago since this came upon him? 
And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he had cast him into the fire, into the waters, to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, pay very close attention to what the Father said. The Spirit is trying to destroy him by casting him into the fire, by casting him into the water. And he said, have compassion not only on him to heal him, but have compassion on us. Jesus said to him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe it. And straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And Jesus saw that the people came running together and rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he saw, and when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Now this story, a very sad story that went on for many, many years. Many years this young man was possessed by the devil. The devil tried to destroy him by casting him into the fire. The devil tried to destroy him by casting him into the water. And then... Jesus asked the man, do you have faith to believe that God is able and all things are possible to them that believe? The man said, by crying and with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. There is lots of times... We have faith in God, but then there is always doubt that is very closely connected to our faith. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 11 and verses 23, it says, or 22 through 24 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God, for verily... I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall doubt not in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire... What things soever ye desire, that does not say whatsoever things that God sees fit that you need, but it says what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, is God's Word true? Or is God's Word false? I believe that God's Word cannot lie. Amen. I believe that God's Word is true. But we have to understand that God is not only wanting to give us 
the things that He knows that we need, but God is also wanting to give us things that we desire. Amen. It is God's good will and God's will that we be in good health and that we what? Prosper. <clears throat> Amen. That is God's will. But we can believe that for everyone else. But can you believe that for yourself? Can you believe that God cares enough about you? That God is concerned enough about you? That God loves you enough that God hears, and not only hears, but God answers your prayer. Amen. How many times have we called, and I, I, I believe this is very important uh, that we do this, because this is biblical, that we call for prayer, and we get a band of people praying for us, because I believe that two is better than one. But I think that sometimes we do that doubting that God will hear and answer us. We do it because I know God will hear them. I know God will answer them. I know God loves them. I know God cares about them. I know God knows them. I know God has answered prayers in the past. So I want, I want to call them and get them to pray for my situation and my problem. When we need to understand this, that if we have faith and doubt not, God will not only answer their prayer, but God will answer my prayer. Amen. Can you believe that today? Can you understand that today? There are some things, there are five conditions of answered prayer that we need to look at. The first thing is, you must have faith in God. You must have faith in God. Have faith in God. Oh, you must have faith in God. You've got to have faith in God. Amen. Your walk with God is a walk of faith. Your, your commitment to God is a commitment of faith. What you receive, the gift of the Holy Ghost, is an act of faith. Amen. It is an act of faith. You must have faith to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. People say, oh man, it takes a strong imagination to believe in, in creation. I, I, I don't think it takes a strong imagination, but it does take faith. It does take faith in God. It also takes faith in somebody to believe in evolution. That's what it takes great faith to, but you have to have faith in somebody's theory or someone's opinion. But we must have faith in God. Faith that God hears our prayer. Faith that God is concerned about our prayer. Faith that God will answer our prayer. Faith that God has the ability to do what we need Him to do. The second thing is, Pray and say in no uncertain terms what you want from God. Amen. That's the reason why I believe that it's very important that we pray, not just meditate, not just think, but we must speak things that are not as though they were. When we pray, we cannot just sit in a corner and bow our head, but I believe that we talk to God just like God was sitting or standing before us. I believe that we have a conversation with God. Now, in that conversation with God, it's not a one-sided conversation, but we must give God the opportunity to answer. How many times do we go to prayer and we pray 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 and we pray. I'm guilty of this. I know that, that we all are. And we pray and we pray and we pray and we never give God the, the opportunity to talk back to us. But we're praying. Amen. 
But also in our prayer, we must make our request known unto God. God, I need something. Well, what do you need? How many times did your children come to you and say, I, I want, I want, I want, I want. Well, what do you want? I need, but what do you need? I want, I want to go, I want to, I want to do, I, I need this. I, but what do you need? Without knowing the need, the father or the mother cannot supply the cure to the need. You say, oh, God knows all things, but God still wants us to make our request known Unto God. Amen. Then the third thing. We must have unlimited faith without qualifying and limiting God's will or what you want. You cannot limit God. You cannot try to make God qualify what He is doing. And how He is doing it. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. God's ways, I know it's a little bit quiet this morning, but I pray that you're listening to me today. God's ways are greater than our ways. God's thinking is above our thinking. God's will surpasses our will. And we must submit our will and our way to what God wants for us in our life. We cannot make God qualified. Well, God, how are you going to do it? How's this going to happen? I don't see it working out this way, God. God is not someone who you can set and reason with and get Him to draw you out of a plan of your life of how it's all going to work out. Amen. You see, God is the author and the finisher of what? Our faith. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. We will not know the total outcome until the author puts the pen down and he says, that's the way it's all going to end. There's some things that happens in our life that we cannot figure out. We cannot understand. It's not in our ability to understand or figure out. But we must have faith in God to say, God, I've made my request known. I'm not making you try to qualify what you're doing. I'm not one, and, and I know that we're not supposed to question God. But you know we've all questioned God. God, why has it had to happen like this? Why am I going through this? Why can't you do it like this? Why can't you do it like that? But we must be willing to say, okay, God, the pen is in your hand. You write my life story just like you want it to be written. You do it like you want it to be done. My faith is in you that you have my best, my interest at your heart. My best interest at your heart. That you are able to do it. That you're able to make a way when I see there is no way with these eyes of mine. But through spiritual eyes and faith in God. Amen. That God is able to make a way. The fourth thing is refuse. To doubt in your heart. Now that's difficult to do. To never doubt. To never accept defeat. To never say, man, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen for me. Doubting is something I guess that all of us would fight. This man says, Lord... I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. And I believe that that is a hang-up of a lot of miracles that we never see. We believe, but we also have unbelief. And there is something that does not mix. is faith and unbelief. Amen. Faith and unbelief. We have it. We deal with it. Because it's a human element that, that we have faith, but 
But man, it's kind of like, like this. How many, how many can, can, uh, if, if there was a two before laying on the ground, now, I've tried this before and on some bike trails, off-road trails, they have this. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to try, but it's amazing how difficult it is. Now, when I'm riding a bike, I can, I can ride a bike down that, that, that line on the highway and never get off of it. I can go 20 miles an hour down that line and never get off of it. I can ride across a two before on my, on my mountain bike, uh, when it's on the ground and never fall off of it. But they have some elevated, um, some elevated tuba twelves. That's about two foot off of the ground. And it's got a little ramp where you ride up on that tuba twelve and you ride it back and forth. That's hard to do. Because the element of being off of the ground and you're sitting up there wondering, now if I fall off of this, I'm going to hurt myself. Especially at my age. Now when I was about 16, I didn't worry about that. Because bones heal faster back then than they do now. And, uh, but, but when you raise it up off of the ground, I can't hardly stay on a tube of 12. It's difficult to do so because it messes with your mind. It deals with your brain up here, but you know you can do it, but, but the elevation puts a whole another level to the, to the situation. Now, it's much easier for me to believe God for you than it is to believe God for me. Right. Now, if you've got cancer, it's easy for me to believe God. God. God can heal you. But when it's me, it's a whole, it brings a whole different element to the situation. When it becomes, you know, uh, it, it's like, like the guy pushing the wheelbarrow across the high line and, and people said, oh man, you can do it. I believe that you can do it. You can, you can do it. No problem at all. You can do it. And he said, you really think I can do it? Yes, sir. There's no doubt in my mind. I've got faith in you. He said, well, jump in the wheelbarrow and I'll push you across the high wire then. It brings it to a whole different level. When it becomes you involved, when it's, when it's your faith that's being put to the test, it's just like living for God. Well, I can't understand why anybody can't just live for God. It's, it's very simple. It's very easy. It's no problem at all to live for God. It just takes a made up mind. That's all, that's all there is to it. Takes a made up mind. And you just do right and don't do wrong. But when it's you that is put to the test, and you're under the gun, and the devil's throwing everything that he can at you, it brings a whole different element and a different thought process. You see, you don't know how to deal with someone that's going through a trial until you've been through a trial yourself. You don't know how to pray for somebody that's sick until you've been sick yourself. You don't know how to pray for somebody that's down and out until you've been down and out yourself. You really don't know how to pray for somebody that needs help paying the bills until you've been under the gun and can't pay the bills yourself. Amen. But faith in God. Faith in God. Knowing that God can do it and not doubting is a whole different ball game. I believe God can do it for you, but do I believe that God can do it for me? Amen. And we have to take God as a personal God to know that God is able. The fifth thing, we must believe that whatsoever is asked will be given. Now, I'm not talking about foolish things today. I'm not talking about God helping you win the lottery. That's not God's will for you. <laughs> Although it might be good to pay tithe on it, but anyway. On second thought, that might be God. 
No, it's not God's will for you. We ask, God is not one that you ask foolish questions to. And you ask foolish requests. Because God is not one to be toyed with, played with, or made light of. God is serious. What we're doing here is very serious today. Amen. Faith. But what I, what I want to tell you today and what I want to try to leave with you is, you have to have faith with the face. Your faith has to take a name. When I think about Abraham and Sarah, God had promised Abraham that I'm going to give you a son. Now Sarah and Abraham took things in their own own hands, and that's the reason why we have a lot of problems that we have today in dealing with. But God had a plan. And when Abraham and Sarah thought the plan would never come to pass, still Abraham had faith in God. Now, I believe the Bible says that he staggered not at the promises of God. There was times where he, he hit a few bumps in the middle of the road. But God would always come by and remind him. But there was one day that his faith took on a name. And I want to tell you today, when your faith in what you need, you see, you can believe that God will save someone else's lost son or lost daughter. But you need to put a name on your face and you need to speak a name. God, save the backslider. Name a backslider. God, heal, deliver, and set free. That's, that's my little line. I, I say that probably every Sunday morning before I go to church. God, heal, deliver, and set free. I guess I say that because my daddy said that all the time. And it's just subconsciously, it's in my mind. Heal what? Save who? Set free who? See, we pray in general terms. When Jesus, when He went to the graveyard, He did not say, come forth! Who did He say? What He was wanting to come out of a dead, dark, dreary, stinky, nasty grave. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Because if Jesus would have just said in generality, come forth, everybody in the graveyard would have come forth. But you see, you must put, you must put a face, a name with your face. Get your picture, the picture of your children. I, I can remember, and some of you has done this, I can remember my mama, man, she believed in the anointing oil. And she believed in pictures. Man, she would put pictures in Bibles. She would take pictures under the altar benches. I remember in service, man, when they'd get to shouting and somebody would kick the altar bench over, there'd be my picture and Guy's picture sitting there just smiling at everybody with the altar bench turned upside down. Because she believed you had to have faith with the face. That faith would work. I'm telling you, God has not lost His power. And God has not lost His ability to work for you. God has not lost His ability to work for you. Can I tell you, the, the, the least spiritual person in this place today. God hears your prayer. The least spiritual person in this place today. God will answer your prayer. Amen. Amen. You see, we get, we get the term and the feeling and, 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 and I believe in being right with God, but 
But God is not limited on His miracle-working power. You see, you see, we're, we're talking about a miracle being performed. But Alan was testifying about today of a woman who really don't even believe in God, let alone have faith in God. But because somebody had faith enough to say, Hey, I tell you what we're going to do if you allow me, we will pray for you. She may never recognize that it was the power of God that did it. But I want to tell you that there is still miracle working power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You see, there is no faith healers. A few years ago, there was people traveling around the country that they were faith healers. They was having tent meetings. They was healing the sick. They were raising the dead. They were, they were called faith healers. It's not, and, and I know that God worked in some of these situations. My daddy, my daddy was at a place one time where one of these big name preachers was preaching and seeing God uh, perform a miracle that, that straightened out a, a crippled boy's legs right before their eyes. And, uh, just, just the miracle working power of God. It was not their power. It was not by their might. It was not by their ability. What happens was, when people get together, the faith that is generated that God will do the miraculous. And God will do the impossible. I want to tell you, when your faith gets to bubbling that God, God not only is able... Amen. We all know God is able, God is able, God is able. But when we come to the understanding, the realization that God will, and not only God will, but i got a name that God is going to work for. I've got a situation that God is going to fix. I come to tell you today, when you start placing names on your prayers, and your faith begins to take on a face, God is able able to work for you. Amen. Amen. Have faith. Have faith in God. Just have faith in God. Lord, I believe, but help Thou mine unbelief. Lord, I know You can, but help me, God, with the part of me that wants to doubt You, that wants to say, hey, I don't know if it's going to happen. It don't look like it's going to take place. I want to tell you, your life is not to the final chapter yet. You haven't got down to the final paragraph yet. The devil might say it's over. The devil might say there's no hope. The devil might say there's no use. But I come to tell somebody today that God is still a healer, that God is still a miracle worker, that God is still a deliverer, that God can still save lost loved ones, that God can still save your child, your son, your daughter. God is still able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, faith in God will not always give you everything you want, but it will get you for what, it will get you what you need from God. The unbeliever does not need what he wants. The Christian should want what only God wants for him. Amen. I, I want to tell you today that there is still a miracle working power of God. Why couldn't we do it, God? Why couldn't we see the miracle performed, God? Why couldn't we see the evil spirits leave this young man, God? He said, because there's two things, there's two elements here that has to come into play. One, you've got to pray. One, you've got to pray. One, you've got to pray. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. How do you pray? You ask God. And when you get through asking God, you ask God again. And when you get through asking 
in Him again, you begin to rejoice and to magnify God for what God has already done for you. I want to tell you, when you start praising God and you start lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, there is something about praise that gets God's attention. These kind come only by prayer and by fasting. That's still a very important element to our faith in God. is prayer and fasting. Fasting is not easy to do. But it still works. It still gets results. It still gets you close to God. It still gets God's attention. I don't know why God chose some of the things that He chose. And I don't believe it's in God's will that I should understand everything that God chose. But I do know this, that what He has chosen to work by God still works by today. I tell you what I feel like doing right now. I feel like the devil has been throwing some of you for a loop. And the devil's been pushing some in the corner and saying, no, God won't do it for me. And I know he could if he wanted to, but God don't want to do it for me. I want you, just right now, I want you to think about what you need God to do the most. And I want you to just stand to your feet and I want you to put a name with your face, with your faith. Put a face with your faith. Name it and claim it. In the name of Jesus Christ, right now, I believe that God is able. Whatever you need from God, Jesus. Can you see it happening right now? Do you see the picture put before you right now? I know you're praying and you're saying, God, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. I want you to move every bit of doubt right now. I want you to move every bit of doubt right now. I want you to believe God. I want you to believe God. God... You're not only able, you not only can, but you will. You have heard my cry. You have answered my prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. God's trying to do a work for you right now. God's trying to perform a miracle for you right now. God's trying to do it for you right now. God's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. If you're having trouble living for God, today's the day to get victory. Today's the day to get help. Today's the day to get deliverance. If you're bound by addiction, today's the day to speak it into action. God, give me deliverance from this problem. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody reach out to the Lord.
I wish some mama or daddy would start naming some lost children's names right now. Oh, I wish somebody would start calling out some backsliders' names right now. God, I believe you today. I know you're a miracle worker. Come on, come on, lift it up before the Lord. Oh, let your faith take on a face right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name.